Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Self Plus Plus Incremental Podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking to the fantastic Jackie Tews from the Southern Region Business Enterprise Centre about starting a business in the NDI sector and pivoting during COVID-19. This podcast is brought to you by the Self Plus Plus Coaching and Training Service. The participants build the mindset they need to become more independent. Visit our website at selfplus.plus. Hi, Jackie. Uh, thanks for joining me for this episode of Incremental. Tell me uh, about uh, what you do. Uh, so I help uh, people who have either an idea for a business or have an existing business to develop it um, under the NDIS. That can include uh, creating the business plan to begin with so that the goals are set out and the plans are put in place uh, right through to the HR, the financials, the operation side of the business uh, into the marketing as well. So we cover the whole, well, I cover the whole perspective of helping someone set up their business in the context of um, the Business Connect program that is funded by the New South Wales government uh, and I'm employed through the Business Enterprise Centre um, to deliver that program. And I know you've um, provided us with a lot of help and we'd be nowhere near where we would be today if it wasn't for your help and the help of the BEC and Business Connect as well. So. Oh well that's that's wonderful to hear, thank you for that feedback. Um, so how did you get started? Talk me through it. So I started working for communities that work um, as the manager of an inclusion program for children in um, all forms of childcare. And that was based in um, Tuggeranong ACT. And it was in that time that I had learnt um, about what are the um, what are the needs of um, people, you know, the families and where are they coming from and how does that impact on them and then what is going to help them. So that helped me to learn more about that and then um, setting up programs to support inclusion sort of got me started on that um, interest in the disability area because I had come from the community services sector uh, working for the Red Cross where I was a manager of community programs. Uh, so I already had that um, social assistance, social care uh, background. Um, so moving into the disability sector was quite natural. And so I guess um, to lead on from that about making the connection between disability and the NDIS um, happened because um, of the, the Business Connect program specialised in or had a specialisation in uh, the NDIS with the introduction of that in New South Wales in 2017 was when I started. And in the three years that I've been running the program, I think I've worked with over 500 businesses in the Southern region of New South Wales. Um, so that's been quite amazing. And now the, the program, that, fund, that initial three-year funding has um, that program has finished, but it's continuing on in another form um, under the General Business Connect um, program, not so much having specialist advisors, but more a generalist advice um, that's being provided. But there are still people in the network who have that NDIS specialisation. 
Um, so what are some of the most common issues that your uh, business clients face, so the businesses you work with? When people are looking to set up their business, they're not sure how to get started. Um, so we have a handy checklist that we can take people through so that they get a sense of the, you know, what are those steps that they can take. So that's what I'm finding is a lot of people are in that startup phase um, and they have a vision of what they want to achieve. Um, and what I do is just help get them to understand what are all the compliance requirements that they have to meet. Um, for example, having an ABN, registering a business name uh, and then looking at a domain name. There's a couple of the basics there. Um, and then um, looking at creating a plan. That, that's the sort of areas that I help people with a lot. And I guess after that, it's really getting into um, how do I get traction with my business? So understanding the link between the NDIS and the language that you need to use so that people uh, can comprehend when they've got an NDIS plan in front of them, how does your business meet my needs in relation to what I'm funded for? So helping people to make that leap between what something is called outside the NDIS to what is it called inside the NDIS. And then after that, it's really how do you price it? And what is the paperwork? What's the system that sits behind um, the implementation of NDIS services? Uh, so do you get many clients that are starting a business themselves that have disabilities as well? Um, fairly a small proportion of people. Um, however, we have, um, ha I have had some experience with a service in the South Coast that wanted to implement a micro business program to help some of their participants to um, set up their own businesses in a more like structured and official way so that they could create the outcomes that they wanted to. So yeah, not a huge amount, but it is definitely a focus of the NDIS. Um, and I would love to see more people um, be able to start their own enterprises. And so do you find that there's many other places providing that sort of support in the sector? No, I haven't. I've come across maybe one or two, but uh, I wouldn't say that there's a, a lot out there. I think um, what would be helpful is for people to look up Business Connect to look at what the process is and what the opportunities are. I know there's a lot of um, willingness on the part of the NDIS to help people uh, facilitate, you know, to help them achieve their goals. And if one of their goals is to have it their own business, then Business Connect is definitely there for them as a, uh, it's currently a free resource for people who are impacted by bushfires and COVID-19. And um, they've got over 120 business advisors across New South Wales um, who are well able to assist them set up their own business. And so what's the one thing that your services did for your clients that you didn't expect? What's the one thing the service did that I didn't expect? Mm. Well, I didn't expect you to start up a, spot, a podcast, so <laughs> that was a surprise. Thanks for you and the um, podcasting group. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, I guess um, I was talking to a client today who provides supported accommodation 
in Wollongong and he's now got four um, properties um, that he can offer to people who need that support. And that was a, um, a really lovely surprise. He's employing 35 people and he's currently looking to put on a manager. So that expansion was really, really fantastic news. Um, I've got other providers that have just gone ahead leaps and bounds and done incredible things, particularly in the technology space that I wouldn't have expected. And um, things like virtual, um, what do you call it when it's um, like not animation, but you go into a virtual reality environment. So I've worked with a provider who does that. Um, someone else who provides an online platform for employment. So the technology space is definitely starting to, to come to um, fruition. Um, yeah, so people doing amazing things. I think I'm amazed by so many people who come to me with an idea and then in 12 months or two years time, it's fully fleshed out and they've got clients and it's going great guns. And so that's the rewarding part of my role. Um, so what's your best tip for making the world a better place? Um, I think to um, be kind uh, to, you know, wasn't it Gandhi that said, um, be the change that you want to see happen. So leading with kindness and then encouraging other people to be generous um, with their time to help others. So one of the things I do like to do is to connect people with each other so that they can share their knowledge um, and I think people are very, very willing to do that. And that is one of the nice things about the job that I have is that I do get to meet so many amazing people. And then I love putting them in touch with each other and then watching the relationship grow and then that cooperation and collaboration to start happening. Yeah. I know we had um, World Kindness Day recently and every time I see World Kindness Day, I think, shouldn't every day be World Kindness Day? <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice. That would be really nice. Yeah. Um, so what are you most excited about right now? What am I most excited about? Oh, I think um, coming up to 2021 when we can put 2020 behind us uh, because people have been doing lots of planning and having lots of great ideas. And I think COVID-19 has slowed people down and created a bit of a frustration. So I'd really love to see the vaccine come in and then for COVID to be lifted and for people to be able to, you know, get on with what it is they want to do without that uh, restriction. So that would be my greatest um, wish. Yeah. Have you, have you seen many people, um, I guess, pivot and actually thrive through COVID-19 or? Yes, definitely. Um, so there are businesses out there that are doing exceptionally well and are incredibly busy. So um, those people that have pivoted online who have um, had a, a retail product that they've put online and then you've had the buy from the bush campaign, we've currently got the go local campaign and using those hashtags and, and watching those goods fly out the door. Um, so people who can, um, you know, anticipate what is the challenge and then look at ways to overcome it. So I have seen a few people do really well and who actually are very, very busy. So um, things like logistics are just 
going um, great guns at the moment. Um, and there's a company called ISO King that used to make stages uh, for performances and they transitioned into uh, making desks that people could purchase online uh, for their home office setup. And so they, within three days, they had lost 99% of their bookings uh, and they had about, I think it was um, maybe 75 staff. They, all, they had to all be let go. And then within the three days, they came up with this idea of making desks. And then within about a month, they had re-employed all the people they let go and employed more people. Wow, that's phenomenal. Because of that huge demand. So it's about understanding supply and demand and then where is the opportunity in that? Yeah. So for example, people who used to just do face-to-face -face workshops are looking at delivering online and then you've got health practitioners delivering under telehealth. And of course, the government made telehealth an item uh, in the NDIS price guide. So that actually gave more um, opportunity for practitioners to not have to shut down their businesses, but be able to continue on. Um, and um, I was just reading about a, a telehealth platform that um, has really taken off, but it's gone from about 400 subscribers to I think 25,000 subscribers. Wow. Um, so there are massive opportunities, depending on what you offer is looking at how to make it COVID safe uh, for people. It's amazing how people can be um, quite resilient when things get tough. Yeah. Well, I think with the right, um, yeah, you've sort of got to have that, uh, that idea. Sometimes you, you can struggle when you're on your own. So it's always a good idea to reach out and, and also listen. So one of the things I noticed about the ISO Kings example was that the fellow said that it was when he was speaking to an overseas counterpart who said, this is what we're planning to do, that he jumped on that idea for Australia. So sometimes looking out from beyond, beyond your own borders to see what other people are doing overseas uh, and seeing if there's any ideas there that's not being done in Australia. Um, so where can our listeners connect with you online if they um, want to use your services? So they can go to the, um, our website and on the right-hand side of the screen behind me, you can see BEC. So they can look up Southern Region Business Enterprise Centre and you'll find the website um, or our Facebook group. And then you can connect with me there. I also have an NDIS Facebook page called NDIS Providers SRBEC. Um, and then they can just send me a message to join the group because that's a closed group for NDIS providers. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jackie. And um, hope pleasure. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you for listening to this episode of Incremental. Please hit the subscribe button so you can get notifications when our new episodes get released. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about on this podcast, please visit our website, selfplus.plus, and get in contact with us. Until next time, see you soon.